Hey metalheads, you like tattoos? Of course you do. If you're in the Louisville, Kentucky area, come on over the bridge to Clarksville, Indiana and get you some ink done at Ageless Art. If ink isn't your thing, they have a piercing studio as well. Visit agelessartclarksville.com to see some frequently asked questions, meet the staff. The shop is open Monday through Thursday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturdays, 12 to 10 p.m., and Sundays, 12 to 6 p.m., all appointment-only spots. You can set up your appointments by phone at 812-283-1793 or email piercing at gmail.com and someone will get you set up for your first or your next tattoo or piercing. Hey, Metalheads, after going to a Rager, what's your ultimate go-to? Mine is totally pizza. So when Overload is playing or I'm promoting the Metal Forge Live showcases or the big goddamn metal show, I go to Pizza Donisi. Pizza Donisi is gourmet artisan pizza from right here in Louisville, Kentucky. It features things like the pizza of the month, the sandwiches, and also vegetarian and vegan options, which is so totally fucking cool for all, all of it's It's awesome pizza. You definitely want to go. Hey, and also, from time to time, they do cannolis. Oh, so fucking good. You know what they said, man. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, just like that in Godfather. They're located right next to the Mag Bar at 1396 South 2nd Street. So either stop in or call in at 502-213-0488. They're open till midnight. The witching hour. Heineken? Fuck that shit! Pabst Blue Ribbon! Hey, metalheads, you all hear me talk about Magbar all the time. It is the home to the Metal Forge Live showcases and is an integral stop in the ultimate underground metal tour schedule. They obviously feature live music, but the Magbar also has daily specials like Pint and Slice Night on Tuesdays with Pizza Donisi. But they also do Bring Your Own Vinyl on Thursdays with DJ Kent Jackson. And Finer Things Sundays. Located right next to Pizza Donisi at 1398 South 2nd Street. Open 3 p.m. to 4 a.m. seven days a week. Get your asses out to the Mag Bar. Rock out. For 45 years in keeping Louisville weird, Electric Ladyland has been there for all your eccentricities. While they do offer the best smoking supplies out on the market today, there's a whole lot more to check out. From ashtrays and blacklight posters, to records, incense and burners, and items to stock your metaphysical supply. They're open from 10 to 10, 7 days a week. Located at 2325 Bardstown Road in Louisville, Kentucky, and at electricladyland420.com. Roll out. 
going on metalheads thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the metal forge my name is mark jackson and i am your host so this week i have mr tucker thomason from the band throne of iron here in the metal forge and those of you who got to see the patreon exclusive video ooh, flamekeeper.vip Come into that and get your exclusive video. I am starting to do some more of those. And maybe, I know I said this year I'd like to try to get into doing video uh, versions of the Metal Forge more often. And actually, not making them Patreon exclusive, but actual weekly episodes and such. But, we're not there yet, but we're getting there. Uh, so yeah, because I got, for one, I got to remember to hit the fucking record button as I told Jason Gardner, which who is here right now from the heavy metal waste and Jason, yes. Yes, he's I am here. He's uh, I'm, we're here on the, on the Facebook live, uh, not necessarily live. We're on the messenger, uh, video call. I, I, I say that like, I don't know the technology, but we do this all the fucking time. Like Dude, the- I would I was just telling someone today when I record something off the TV, I still call it calling it taping it. So Yeah, we we were talking about that the other day. Where I, I had messaged it to you, it's like, hey, can you give me the login to the Zoom because I'm gonna videotape this? And it's like what? And you know, it's a product of our uh, our generations, man. That's all that this is. Is hey, we still call things taping. We're still we still uh, hey, leave it on my answering machine. Yeah, which is apparently a uh, a faux pas these days. You're not supposed to leave voicemails. I don't even think you're supposed to call. You're supposed to just text or some shit. I mean, I like text, but like it seems like the people I don't want to call me call me. It's like for like a five sentence answer that I could give them with everything they need to know. They rather just call me to get that, or not five sentence, a five word answer. Right. For everything they need to know, they, they end up calling me anyway. And it's like, dude, I, I was just, I just sent the answer in text message. Hey, that's like, a fight. No, I is... don't want to go. <laughs> okay. I'm glad you specified because you, you said that, that, uh, that, uh, those five words keep ringing in his head. Are we having fun yet? You know, like the Nickelback song. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I had to go deep you into the well on that. What the hell? Yeah, I had to go deep into the deep into the back catalog there, you know, from Silver yeah. Side. Speaking of, up. Uh, speaking of Nickelback, can I just uh, can I can I picture for a minute? Yeah, dude, you. Not, even, not, not about the band. 
Uh, is, about it, is this I part of your band. wasteland? Where I heard the band. I had to endure that shit in Lowe's today. I was like, my God, what the fuck is going on here? Why do I have to suffer through Nickelback while I'm waiting for this dude to come unlock the wire cage so I can buy some damn wire for tomorrow? And I'm stuck here because the supply house didn't carry, didn't have the wire that I needed. So I'm waiting on this guy and then they play like Rockstar. Oh yeah, jeez, come on! What the fuck, man? Like, really? That's like in the, you know, that's got to be the thing that's where you've like quote made it, because when you're on like the fucking Lowe's radio channel or the Walmart (laughs) radio Walmart radio channel, fucking that you know where they're playing like fucking like Foo Fighters and all that shit, and 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 don't get me wrong, I like Foo Fighters and everything, but like. It's gotta be like a big fucking. All it is is like, yeah, we're gonna have our own quote like playlist radio station, and uh, we'll buy. Uh, you know, uh, we'll uh, pay you to do it, and you know, it's that whole thing. And they yeah. get a little bit, they get a kickback, and it's played all over the WalMarts, all over the fucking wherever. You know, if they're overseas, if they have any Walmart overseas, I'm sure. I'm sure they have something overseas that resembles what they are. Yeah. Um, I heard Holy Diver in my Walmart one time. Really? Yep. Like, how sure recently? What? How recent? Uh, it's probably a couple years ago. Wow. Yeah, I'll well, never forget what I was doing, either. I was like, I was in the uh, the cleaning uh, supplies section uh, looking for uh, dishwasher tabs and uh, some kind of, like, spray. I remember it vividly, it just like came on. I was like, damn. I was like, what the fuck is going on today? You know? Yeah. It turned that's... Out it was Friday, and it turned out that I asked one of the dudes um, in the electronics section, and I moseyed over there, as I do every time. And uh, he said on Friday that the uh, employee of the week gets to pick one song out of rotation to play, and he picked Holy Diver. Yeah. Yeah, that's at least great. on at least on uh, my stories uh, overhead speakers. So. Wow, man, that's cool. Like that, I would have I would have asked who that employee was, and I would have went and given them a recommendation. Yes, say you know what, this dude here, he was pretty cool, or she was pretty cool, or they were pretty cool. They picked yeah. Holy Diver, and you yeah. know, and I'm not a huge Dio fan, right? Like, oh, fucking blasphemy, fucking blasphemy, hot take, not a Dio fan, uh, but you know, I can respect Dio, and mm-hmm. anybody who plays Dio in a fucking Walmart, I, I'll shake their hand too, and give them the fucking Maloik, the horns, and say, yeah. fuck yeah, man. Kick ass. So, what do you have this week on the Heavy Metal Wasteland, Jason? Well, man, it's the uh, first Wasteland of the month, so I'm trying to make this tradition and mention some uh, shows coming up in the uh, areas that we live in respectively. By the day this is releasing, look at that that fucking angle in the video. That is why I picked this one. Uh, By the day this is releasing, speaking of shows, Power Trip. <laughs> yeah, I won't mention that one. I care less about that one. Um, also, we've talked about one to death, if you ask me. So, um, you know, on an upcoming definite, episode, definite upgrade. Uh, although I thought it was weird that they didn't move uh, when they added uh, Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. They didn't move him with Iron Maiden, which I thought would have been a better uh, pairing for the night. 
though it should have been Priest Maiden and then Guns Roses ACDC and then Tool Metallica. That should have been the that would have been the way I did it. Right. Um, but hence uh, they didn't listen to me or ask me, so I guess my opinion really doesn't matter. So where did but they? But anyway, put them? I'm not here to talk about that show because I care less about that show. Where did they put them though? Oh, opening for ACDC. Oh, yeah. Huh. That's weird. I mean, it works, but opening for Maiden would have been better. Of right. Yeah. Opening for Maiden or Metallica would have been would have been yeah. good. Yeah. All right. So I got a, I got a few shows this month. Uh, there's not too much going on around here uh, worth talking about. So really, I only got um, really only got two to talk about here. Okay. Uh, I think you know. I think you know one of them. But uh, I just wanted to bring attention. Uh, all right. So my friend uh, Josh Schneider from Grassman Air Booking, fresh off his first successful two-day weekend fest called Mount Doom here in Nashville. Has another show here in Nashville at Fleetwoods coming up on Saturday, October 14th. Uh, a band from Puerto Rico called Moths will be playing. I believe it's their first show in uh, Asheville. Maybe even their first U.S. tour, period. Uh, not too sure. Uh, they're going to be uh, joined by local band uh, Shrunken Heads with my friend Joel Rios. Um who is from uh, South America, actually. Pretty cool dude. Uh, does like a kind of like a 80s uh, hair metal band type stuff. Like just kind of like balls out rock and roll kind of thing. Right. Uh, think like uh, think like LA Guns or Cinderella, something like that. Like mixed, you know. And then uh, also from Richmond is uh, Book of Worms uh, coming down to open the show. So if you're in the area and like that kind of uh, any of those kind of music, uh, Check that one out at Fleetwoods. And then also, you might have heard this one. I don't know. But there's this one big festival called Big Goddamn Metal Show. It's supposed to bring in like $3 million in the <laughs> local economy next weekend on the 13th and 14th. Jesus. Because uh, Snafu and Throne of Iron are coming to headline each night with other assorted openers who are all killer and no filler. So if you haven't got tickets for that one yet, Go to Eventbrite and get your tickets now before the show sells out. And uh, thank you in advance for spending your hard-earned money in the local economy and helping out bands, uh, you know, who are playing this fest. And of course, the promoter, Mr. Mark Jackson himself. Thank you, Jason. Sure, we appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, to the dude who uh, pre-ordered his uh, tickets, man, uh, very cool. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> Hey, Thank man, you. It could be one, three, or a hundred, dude. If someone wants to take time, to yes, absolutely. Take and it, that, that's fucking awesome. And you know, that's the thing about Louisville. Unless it's a huge band, it, it's pretty much a a, a a pay at the door kind of thing. Yeah, that's how that's how the city's always been. Unless it's like a huge band that's coming through, or a really sought after band like somebody like a Midnight. Shout out yeah. uh, FKR Records. Uh, we're still waiting on that. Um, but yeah, all in due time. Things take a while. <laughs> they do. I mean, fucking the the business is slower than fucking Christmas sometimes. But goddamn, Christmas keeps getting earlier. Uh, but yeah, uh, also I want to fucking give a shout out to a show coming up this month as well. Not just the big goddamn metal show, but what is the show that you all are playing on the twenty first? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, so this is called uh, Day of Rock. It is a uh, free all ages show at the uh, Blue Ghost Brewery in Fletcher behind the uh, near the Asheville Airport. Um, 
This will be our first like daytime outdoor show in like a long, long time. It's uh, six bands, I do believe, and also Rock Academy is playing, which is uh, young kids who are students that play uh, covers, um, you know, pertaining to the instruments they're learning on. So probably like a lot of ACDC covers and stuff like that. Um, So they will be opening, and then um, there's some other bands. Uh, Fourth Horse is a new band, uh, like a biker rock band playing. Where Temptations Wings is playing. Band called... uh, Flashbang Mafia, I'm not familiar with is playing. Reunited from Charlotte, legendary band called Grindhouse will be coming up for their first show and God knows how long. I don't even know. To be honest, I didn't know about this band. I had to do a little research and they were pretty big back in like the 90s, early 90s. Wow. Um, so then there's uh, the Abby Davis band uh, who has some uh, song on Octane apparently on Sirius XM. And then one called Appalachian Renegades, who is not really uh, rock or metal per se, but uh, I figured I would mention him because we are using their drum set. So. Definitely, there you go. yeah. So I will be I will be denting the heads on that drum set. Uh, I play at uh, three forty, and we have a forty minute set. Uh, no new songs on this performance, but um, come on out anyway. Bring your kids, bring your dogs. I think it's pet friendly as well. Aww. Bring so, the cats yeah. too, man. Maybe yeah. cats too. Yeah, I mean, whatever you got, really. I know uh, a guy we a guy we record with, uh, Andy Bishop from Jurassic Studio. He uh, he takes his cats for a walk and takes pictures of his cats. Dude, a lot of people do that. A lot of people do that. I follow a cat on Instagram called uh, Choopy, and just a cat on Instagram. Yeah, and well, it, it's with with his owner. And Choopy sure, don't okay. give a meow, right? That's the shout yeah. out at Choopy don't give a meow. Um, it, it's really cool because the little bastard loves French fries, and hey, he like fun. chews the shit. You know, it's so fucking awesome to watch. But you know, hey, we're fucking getting a little going here, and I want to fucking I want to fucking listen to some D and D fucking power metal. Jason, have you ever played D and D ever? You know, funny you mention that. Um, I didn't have any friends, uh, I mean, really, just bandmates, um, in the area that would play it. I had a and d set. Uh, I thought I got it for Christmas one year. I just decided to play it by myself. Uh, that didn't last very long, so it was super boring and super complicated. But uh, funny you mentioned D&D, because now I am playing Baldur's Gate 3, which is a f- officially licensed D&D video game. Right. So I am uh, deep into that. My character's name is Grimace. I am a purple drow. Drow. And uh, I am just out there with my uh, my band of uh, complainers and uh, other people who uh, just uh, wreaking havoc and goblin camps and other assorted places. And uh, to the uh, to the gnome that I slung off the windmill, I'm not sorry. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, you. You told me about this game a, a yeah. while back, so yeah. I'm definitely going to have to get into more gaming and shit like that. But Yeah, man, it's a blast. I'll tell you, it, 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 it's, it's hard to really focus on what's important when shit's that awesome. Let's just say that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what I've always loved about just, like, even tabletop D&D is if you have a great DM or storyteller based on whatever gaming system you play through, if they are fucking worth their weight in gold, you have one of the greatest fucking experiences ever because it's so easily visual. Yeah. It, it's so fucking awesome. 
So I don't know if you've yeah, I actually. A, I always had a uh, idea for a video for the song Warlords to go and film people playing Dungeons and Dragons and just like tie it into the song, like just people playing, like getting excited and stuff like that. Like people throwing down their cards and stuff, you know. I think, I think it'd be pretty cool. Dude, why not? We could film that the next time you're up here. Good. Yeah, we should. Yeah. It'll be a Flame Keeper exclusive. <laughs> but I don't know if you've actually got to listen to any Throne of Iron, so we're going to listen to some today. I'm going to hold you against your fucking will because, because here it comes. This is from Throne of Iron's Adventure One album. This is The Power of Will. <laughs>
is going on, metalheads? And this week, wow, you know, this is a rarity because I think by the time we're recording this, I haven't actually made the hype post yet because I'm that guy who is just like, I'm going to sit there and do like the hype post once I know it's ready to go that I have a recording because I hate, like I got burned one time in the past. But anyways, our guest on a special reforged episode is Mr. Tucker Thomason from Throne of Iron. Dude. Hey, thanks for having me. <laughs> of course, man. Like, uh, it, it's, it's always nice to have a, a fellow, uh, I don't like the word Hoosier. So I, I don't mind Hoosier, but I, what's really funny is that all my, my, my buddies from, uh, Missouri, like Hoosier is a, is a pejorative over there. Like it's, 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 it's a word they use as like an insult. Like Hoosier is a word that they use for somebody who's a fucking idiot in Missouri. <laughs> So I just I, I love hearing it get tossed around because it's just like well yeah, <laughs> dude that's that's got to be rough living in a place where you know if you're like that like where you're affectionately referred to as something because of it's like yeah you know whatever it is you know the Hoosiers I just wonder how many like annoying interactions with people from Indiana had to happen before to, that happened yeah to, to, to make people from Missouri. <laughs> use our, our actual our state identity as a pejorative right uh i'm gonna say the over under is one <laughs> uh, okay. i think that tracks <laughs> i think it does i think it does dude so throne of iron uh reforged episode it's been a while since you've been on it's been since 2020 it has yeah yeah you you had come on the episode i believe the first you were the first episode when I switched from the SoundCloud uh, people to the Anchor people, now Spotify people. And yeah. so what I always remember about that is like, hey, you know, Tucker saved me 20 bucks a month. <laughs> because <laughs> it, it was just I, like... My, my, my Midwestern pride dictates that I have to try to save anyone some money like i have to be proud of how little i spent on something and i think i'd like to extend that out to the people around me as well you know that's so funny that you mentioned that because before we okay so we're derailing already here so uh but the funny thing is is like i recently just got that that feeling you know live, yeah. living in you know i bought a house for the first time a couple of years ago I'm, instead of renting and shit like that so i sat there and i was just like oh man you know everybody knows how f fucking awful the economic times are and everything else right now but like i'm just sitting there and i'm like holy shit this shows uh so is this being on sale and then it wasn't when i got up there but i was like well the tag said this if it's not whatever but then it's like she rang it up and still rung up an extra discount. So I was like, yeah, man. And it totally was great. And it and it it totally made my Midwestern pride stand out about safe and like the uh the the memes or the videos of the guy going into the auto parts store being like, Y'all test batteries, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I, I, I will I it's I think it extends to to people who like thrift here too. Oh yes, it's not. It's not. It's not even like thrifting as like the, the what it, what it's become in the last like ten years. Like that was just that was just school shopping when I was a kid. It was always uh, 
how 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 can I get away with spending as little money as possible? <laughs> right, right. You know that's uh, those things are uh, like if you live in like a rural area, you know they have things like the back to school bash things where it's like yeah, you know, and that's a that's a great thing to have and. And you know, I like, was you in know a where I, you've been you've you've been across the street from my house. You know where I live. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. And it's so cool to know that and to see that like the studio where the rest of the band got to record, uh the band meaning Ice Howl, and not me. <laughs> You'll be uh, down here in, in time, I'm sure of it. Oh yes. Uh we've yeah. definitely talked about that, Jason uh, uh and I have. So uh and I like to throw on the videos here also, like on the uh, Patreon exclusive videos. I like to do that too, where I throw in like people, other bands, music videos uh, on the, on the master cut. So they get a little bit of a, a little bit of a listen as well. Yeah. So how's Throne of Iron been, dude? It, last time we were here, we were talking about Adventure 1. Now Adventure 2 is around the, around the corner, right? Yes. Um, so Adventure One didn't quite get the release that I feel like it deserved because of everything that's happened over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the travel ban came down an hour after we took off from New York to go play up the Hammers Festival in Greece, which was supposed to be the album release show because our label No Remorse is also based, based out of Athens. Um, so we just kind of, we've we weren't planning on letting low. Um, the initial plan was to just try to record and release as much material as we could, but then life just got in the way, day jobs got in the way, and uh, what ended up happening was now we're here three years down the road when we were supposed to have an album out much much earlier, but thankfully no remorse are being pretty pretty cool about it. I think that they understand that the the pandemic took a lot out of out of us, so. They've been very cool about how long it's taken us to get this record done and to them. But, I mean, we've been gigging a hell of a lot more. Um, last year, we played uh, we played Legions of Metal Fest, and we played uh, Mad with Power in Chicago and in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, respectively. And uh, we played Stormbringer Fest in July this year. Uh, we played with Satan yet last night, which, yeah. like, on... Which they, I, I don't know the last time that they played in the U.S. I, I truly don't. I have no idea. They're on tour with Venom Inc. right now, and we happen to get, an get off asked to, to play with them uh, in Indianapolis on one of their like three or four like solo nights where they're head, solo headliner nights when like Venom Inc. wanted a night off, but Satan was just like, well, we want to play a gig tonight. So we, we opened for them last night, and that was. An awesome experience. Yeah, I've seen some <laughs> video from it already, and it looked amazing. And, yeah. you know, Satan is always a rad band anyways. And I just, you know, they did go on tour here a few months back with Haunt and yeah. Night Demon in, in mm-hmm. the U.S. Uh, yeah, you're and right. that was when they did uh, Hell's Heroes and yeah. all that. And I do, I do believe, did they not just also play... Randy's Fest, uh, Blades of Steel. Yes, in uh, Madison. Yes, yes, yes. At um, oh gosh, I can't remember the club that this year. Uh, I don't know how I spaced them touring with Haunt. Like that was like the talk of the town for a while there. But I mean, before that, I really don't know when the last time they were in the states was. Right, and I don't either. I know it was. 
I I really want to say it was pre-pandemic, if that. Yeah. If that, because I I know they've been doing some things for a while, but I think they really hit their res- another resurgence with uh, the pandemic, which a lot of bands did, it seemed like. Them getting that Metal Blade deal. Yes. Yeah, because Metal Blade picked them back up. And it's yes. Yes. Just- Yep. Absolutely. And and that's rad as hell because, you know, to be in your, you know, even the dudes in Venom Inc., to be in your 60s doing this stuff and still it's doing it today. Early 70s, some of them. My God, man. Yeah, absolutely. It is incredible. And to, for just, for love of the game, you know, like Witchfind coming back around is great yeah. to see. And, you know, shout out to Andro because he's a, he's a rad fucking dude. And just, you know, I'd love for them to to tour the U.S. I think it's great. I, I mean, I, and I, I have to wonder, I was thinking about this today, like how much of this this whole like new wave of traditional heavy metal, like how much of that do you think it is playing a part in a lot of these like NWOBHM bands coming back? Oh, absolutely. Like, I, I think it just makes it, you know, it makes it so they know that, people care (laughs) right oh no absolutely it is and i think it's to the degree of just sitting there and finding a tape that was your cousins at this point let's just Mm -hmm. you know or or your brothers or who a sibling and listening to it and then being like you know 20 years or 30 years later it's like whatever happened to these guys especially with the invent of the internet and and just being able to find so many people and to just be like, connected with everybody. And, and like, like Randy, Randy released like that one, two song EP that made the internet blow the fuck up in like 2018 and 2019. Right. And, and like, and then no remorse, I think no remorse put out that compilation. That was like a full length, like run of compilation of like a bunch of unreleased material that Randy had. And it's just these bands that had been forgotten for like 40 years mm-hmm. are just suddenly like, are right no, there. this was always good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I will give a prime example of a great band who has been nonstop pretty much the entire time is Raven. Yes. Yeah. Raven, Raven never really stopped. Yeah. Raven never really did stop. But like, of course, they all they had their slow periods and stuff like that. Like yeah. everybody does, you know. We all get injured. We all have to take time off. We all have to do stuff like that just for our own mental well being and physical well being as well, you know. And to sit there and to to have them, you know, thirty and forty years later and talking on the Metal Forge, <laughs> it's like so right. cool to me. It's like fuck, man. It's like I remember listening to like All for One and yeah, and being like twelve years old, and here I am forty, and it's like, hey, man, do you want to do a podcast? <laughs> Which is why you know I'm here with you. Uh, back on Adventure 2, because we did talk about the and the, the Satan thing, which I heard again, like I said, was a rad fucking show. And you all are also, um, by the time this drops, will be, um, you will have a show tomorrow in Fort Wayne. Oh, Lafayette. 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Lafayette. Other, other, other end of Indiana. Yeah. yeah. Uh, north of Indy, not northeast of Indy. It's- yeah, it's northwest of Indy. Northwest, not, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. weird. This state is so yeah. weird. 
Yeah, uh, yeah it's we're, about we're an hour work. northwest. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be in Lafayette with uh, our friends Mound Builders. Mound Builders have been buddies of mine since Jacob and I's days in our old band Thorax. Like we played with Mound Builders, I don't even know how many fucking times, um, and we love playing with them now. Uh, and uh, Stonecutters is coming up from Louisville, which is well. my friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shout out to Brian. Uh, they just had an album release. Yep. Back uh, back in September, and if you listen to last week's episode of the Metal Forge, you will get to hear us talk about it because I uh, in our album series we've that was one of my picks again with we, uh, and you shouted out to Dustin earlier that was that was the other pick of mine as well Flesher's new album. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a expect to see us at a Metal Monday, of course. Yeah, expect to see us at a Metal Monday at Highlands Tap Room before yeah. long. Uh, now, are we hoping that's going to be before the end of the year? Um, most likely not. Uh, it'll, it'll probably be next year. Okay. You know, I promote everybody's shows on here, but, like, I know I might, like, talk about everybody else's shows, but I'm fucking horrible about actually promoting the fucking big goddamn metal show. Yeah, we might talk about it from time to time, but let me tell you, it is two nights, two venues, Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th of October. Uh, Friday the 13th is at 21st in Germantown with Halfcaster, Rifle, Kill the Crown, Storm Toker, Eulogy in Blood, and their first appearance in... Kentucky Throne of Iron. And then on Saturday the 14th at the Mag Bar, this is night two of the big goddamn metal show with Mothrog, Promise of Plague, Misery Machina, Kerr, Baptize, Overload, and Detroit's own Snafu. So you all want to be there. It's $15 a night, $25 for the weekend, and the fucking Forge Pass. Get your asses out there to the big goddamn metal show. Okay, so we're going to try and stay on the point here. I'm going to fucking... I'm, I'm firing on all cylinders and, and the synapses. I, I've been uh, stage building. Uh, so, Adventure 2, you said that no remorse has been pretty cool with you that it's taken a little bit longer because of everything, you know, with adventure one and personal lives and everything. Yeah. That's yeah, rad. Been incredibly patient with us. See, that's rad because you know, it is metal. And I heard this band from a pretty big label. I won't mention any names, I won't, but, but it's like, I heard it and I listened to a song and I listened to a song and the point that it brought up to me that like the the feeling that it conjured it was like I could totally see why this label picked this band up was so bands like the ba- the thrash bands that are on the label can still write records <laughs> right and you know just like that's what I love about the independent label scene because again that was a bigger label granted it's a metal label but still it it's not a no remorse it's not a um 
you know, a, a label like those. They who have a very good reach. Don't don't get me wrong, but they're yes. not going to be carried in WalMarts and Targets and they're 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 not. It's not Nuclear Blast. It's not Century Media. It's not Metal Blade. The the phrase that I've always heard tossed around for labels like No Remorse, uh, Cruz del Sur, um, Shadow Kingdom are tastemaker labels. Like they they have enough underground credibility that people feel like they're on the cutting edge, right, of what's happening in these genres. But they have enough reach that a lot of people like a lot of people if they're if a band puts out a release on No Remorse, a lot of people are going to fucking listen to it. They're they're going to hear it. They're going to know it exists. And they're probably going to go and listen to it because they know that there's that baseline that you you have to be at least this good, whatever that means, <laughs> to to be on no remorse, more or less. Right. It's kind of like doing they're doing quality control for you. Is that's how I've always tried to explain it to to people. And and you're right. And that's when you know no remorse then turns around and recommends just say just say I'm going to say Bewitcher. Just because they're on yeah. Century Media now, you know, yeah. and, and you know that's how that happens. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, you know, you've kind of outgrown what we can do. You need to be to the next step, which is going to be still a you know still a major company. Let's not let's not say that it's not, but it's still. Oh, an- by no means. I'm sorry. No, oh, by no means. Like, as an aside, No Remorse was the only label I wanted to be on. Right. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Yes, I don't know if I've ever, did. I've ever said And that. I do yeah. recall that from the first the first interview. Yeah. I I like they were the only they were the only label that I wanted to work with and we're, they were also the only ones to try to get a hold of us. Nice. <laughs> Which Dude, it worked out perfectly fine. And sometimes that's how that works because I mean I've seen people be on labels like No Remorse and Shadow Kingdom and stuff. But the but then going into business for themselves and doing that successfully is really fucking cool too. Yeah. Especially when you when you bring in other bands that you want to work with and stuff like that. And I think a big person that has done that is Trevor Church. Yeah. You know, yeah, with he recordings. Yeah, with church recordings and Saber, with with those guys and Oath and some pretty cool stuff through have has been released through I, that. I I have a, a a kinship with with Oath because that guy and I both started doing our thing at the same time as like a solo thing. And right. Then, watching him put together a live lineup has been really really cool. You know, that's absolutely yes. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you on that because Steven is a great dude. Mm-hmm. Um and seeing him actually playing shows is great to me as well. And this relates to Jason Roach in Ice Hal because <laughs> I heard after the fact, but last year when he was on the show, I asked, I was like, dude, are you ever going to get put anything together again or whatever? And he's like, well, I really just don't feel like it. And then he got the uh, the bug to do it right after that. And I was just like, okay, cool. It's like, and it's like, oh, who's going to be there? Who's going to be in? It's like, dude, you need a bass player? I'll play bass. <laughs> yeah. 
And then uh, when when he posted the picture, I had heard after the fact that Trevor was like, "Is that Mark?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> so it's it's, it's fun. Uh, I I I was the first bass player in Ice Hell, and you're the current bass player. In yeah. Ice Hell. <laughs> wow. That is true. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As he's mixing the tracks, silently judging the bass lines. <laughs> I would have done this. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I know that. So I'm going to go ahead and segue over here because there is another reason why you're here. And it is because you guys are headlining. And I say you guys, pronouns, pal, as Vince McMahon would have said years ago. I'm yep. a wrestling nerd here. Uh, or anybody who listens to any wrestling podcast, you've heard that before. Uh, the big goddamn metal show night one uh, yep, Friday the, Friday the 13th uh, headlined by Throne of Iron then Eulogy and Blood you know uh, Storm Toker from Lexington yep. Rifle Kill the Crown and Half Caster <sighs> I'm excited dude Friday the 13th your first time in Louisville as uh, you know with Throne of Iron yeah and it's at 21st in Germantown, which is a good venue. I like it. It's a. It's got a big. I, it's got a tall stage. I, I stalked it a little bit. Uh, that's that's a very nice looking spot you got it is. there. I I dig it. And dude, how how are you up? Are you feeling it? Are you feeling fucking? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I I relish any time I get to go to Kentucky because like my mom's side of the family are all from there, so. They're all from like way, way eastern Kentucky, though. But I, I, even just going across the river to Louisville, and it's, it's it's a good time every time. Um, it's I'm trying to think the last time that I was in a band that played in Louisville. I think it was in like 2017. Oh wow! So, so it's, six it's years been ago. A while. And like you probably played the Magbar or the Tap Room, or <laughs> it was in Magbar. It was like right after they actually built the stage in Magbar. Oh wow! Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so it was, uh, you said right after. Yeah. Yeah. See, you should have played it before. <laughs> I, I never played a show at Magmar before the stage, but I, I, I got to see at least one show at okay. Magmar before the stage. It was cult leader was headlining on their first U S tour. Nice. And it was, it was a lot of people crammed in that tiny ass room. Uh, and that's cult, when you know it, you know they they played on the floor like you did back then. Yes, we played on the floor there, and there were people walking out back to smoke through the bands. Yeah, and there were arcade machines on that yeah, side the of the room. Machines all line up on the back wall. Y yeah, and it was just like, ugh, it's like what the fuck, and it's just such a weird place to play back then. Yeah. And now it's like the Magnolia Dome. And it's been even updated since you've played there. Oh, I don't doubt it. And it's great. And so the big goddamn metal show, um, two nights, two venues, uh, Throne of Iron headlining night one, Friday the 13th. How is that? Do you Are you superstitious at all? Oh, not even a little bit. Uh, I, I think that I've been involved in in heavy metal culture for long enough that I mean Friday the 13th doesn't even like phase me anymore. I mean everybody does tattoo deals on that now. So yeah. it's just it's just part of the culture at this point. I'm excited. Uh the only other band on the on that lineup that I've seen is Stormtoker. I got to see Stormtoker on a Metal Monday uh with uh 
friends of ours from Montana, Wizard. Hell yeah. And I think you'll dig everybody on that night. You know, it, oh, for sure. And it's it's such an eclectic lineup because as you call Throne of Iron, define Throne of Iron again. Uh, dungeon crawling, heavy metal. That's the short tag. Um, but my other my other descriptor that I've been using as of late is uh, three pizza delivery drivers who uh, took too much Benadryl. <laughs> <laughs> that's e- that's great <laughs> i like it so dungeon crawling heavy metal hell yeah three pizza delivery drivers and a demon trapped in a suitcase yes and dude that needs to be an ongoing youtube video series <laughs> he i i think he needs i i where we, we speak of our our non-corporeal formed or our corporeal challenged sorry uh uh bass player arzab of the howling abyss um currently he's our bass player and he lives in a in an old samsonite suitcase from the 60s yes and he actually has his name on it too is is he actually here tonight i'd have to go get him he's he's oh. in his isolation chamber okay right yeah now. we'll leave him be because he, he'll probably yeah. be pissed and and i know when he's in the isolation chamber that's the only time that he actually comes out of the case i mean we we have to summon him at the beginning of every set well yeah like, there, there is that thing. because he does lay down a fat track yeah which yeah. is awesome and I love that because I'm a bass player. I I've, I hope to meet him someday. He also does backing vocals uh, by using the voices of Damned Souls. I did not actually know that, but yeah. I am. He's a very that. talented guy. I can yes, for sure. And you know that's really the only reason why I booked you guys on the show is because I was really hoping to like meet him, but I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I booked he's, you guys because you're he can fucking be social awesome. Sometimes, because you're fucking aw- you guys are fucking awesome. Seriously, and uh, as much as it like, I don't like to compare. I do look at you guys like a modern day maiden to a degree. You know, oh, I'm no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the air raid siren Bruce Dickinson over here. I, I, I <laughs> no, but like I, the the power metal esque feature to it. You know, and and maybe it's the the dungeon crawl aspect. It makes me harken back for those days of like the like when I first discovered like shit like Highlander. Right. I mean, I, I I've said it a bunch of times that this this band, the seeds for this band were were planted when I was like thirteen or fourteen. Um, there was just a weird time when I was a really early teenager where I was watching the Saturday morning uh, metal block on VH1 Classic that was all like Wasp and like Iron Maiden and Judas Priest music videos. But I also had my cousin's old Dungeons and first edition Dungeons and Dragons manuals out in front of me too. So it was kind of those two things fusing together into one, I don't even know, uh, one... I guess entity, <laughs> and it was th- th- this band is me attempting to to capture that feeling that I had back then and try to share that with other people, as well as you know, kind of channeling my just general Midwest sensibilities. Because I mean, this this whole thing started 
in the Midwest. Like Dungeons and Dragons got its root in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Yeah. And you know what we what we call like the one of the most influential bands in what we call epic heavy metal. I mean, that's Manila Road. They're from fucking Kansas, right? Like the 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 Midwest is is incredibly important for this whole thing. And I, my my goal with Throne of Iron is to try to embody all of that as well as I possibly can. Absolutely, and and dude, I think that's rad as shit because it's a. It really is a lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, shit's really different here. And I, I'm reminded of that anytime I go anywhere outside of the Midwest. Like if I go like to either the coasts or even like if I leave the country, like or even just interacting with people from other countries, it's like, fuck, we're 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 weird. <laughs> we have right. something different going on here. For sure. And, you know, I think, you know, there's a lot of people. That's a thing. Okay. What I'm doing right now is a is a somewhat of a Midwest thing where you it's like you wrote I'm doing it as I'm trying to explain. It's you explain as you explain. Yeah, that is a thing here. It's almost like we have like societally ingrained social anxiety where we don't <laughs> want to be misconstrued. It's it's very it's yeah. <laughs> right. There's also this phenomenon that I call the Midwest goodbye, and you you might know what I'm talking about. Where you're uh you're you, okay, you got you're at like a gathering at like a buddy's house or something. Okay. And you're just kind of like, oh well, I guess it's time to go. And then like you just kind of start creeping towards the door, and you keep having a little small talk as you're going towards the door for the next like fucking half hour. Yes. Yes, yeah, I know that's the, the, that's Midwest the, that's the Midwest goodbye. Yes, <laughs> that is exactly what it is. Or um. Another thing that people say here is be careful. Yeah. That's a, and that like anybody that's not from here and you say that to them, they immediately are like, what? Of what? <laughs> yeah. Be careful of what? Are you going to try something? Or <laughs> uh, that That's always an interesting thing to me as well. It's like, Hey, see you later. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> yeah. Or, um, you know, you know, yeah. is a big one here. You know, yeah. hey, you, oh, know. you know, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that <laughs> even goes down into like Tennessee. Yes, it does. And because they're real, well, you know, <laughs> that's mm. how they do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, talking about mid Midwestern. Uh, what is a? Uh, there's a friend of mine that uh, I think he calls it Midwesternism. Midwesternisms. Uh, yeah. Uh, Ty Christian from Lords of the Trident, like my God, that that man and I have sent have spent hours dissecting all of this because <laughs> he's because he's from Wisconsin. Like they're oh, they're and the they're Midwest even the they're even different because they're you know Wisconsin is Eastern Minnesotans, yeah, and there's a lot of bastardization of that of the Minnesota, you know, are you in Minnesota? Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's interesting. And maybe there could be like a Bob and Doug McKenzie band. (laughs) Yeah. It kind of like the, uh, uh, what is the, uh, oh shit. I can't remember their name. It has slipped my mind. Uh, the Ned Flanders. Oakley Doakley. Oakley Doakley. Yes. Why did I forget that? Must be high. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so any, uh, are y'all gonna, 
what's the set going to be like? Are you all, do you all do like a specific idea or do you wing it each time? How do you all do that? It's just, if we think ahead for it, um, I mean, really it depends on like how strict the, the time frame is. Um, we're, we're very good about playing more like exactly the same tempo as our recorded material. So we can actually just like make a Spotify playlist of the set list and like have it like timed out so we know more or less how long the set's going to be. Okay. Barring like stage banter and just bullshitting. Right. So I mean it really depends on like what the set like what the allotted set length is. We we try to like we don't we try to not play too long. Uh 40 minutes is about the sweet spot for us. 45 if we're feeling squirrely, but I mean the last few shows that we've done and fast appearances, I mean, it's been very strict of like half hour. And, right. And like, well, okay. Then we play half hour and we well, like that. We, we, we try to not overstay our welcome. Definitely. I definitely know with you all headlining Friday night that you definitely have the longest set time of anybody. <laughs> We and even then we're gonna try to not overstay our welcome too sure. much. We might we might throw we might throw a little a few goodies in there. We might throw a song or two that we you know either don't play that much or you know maybe something we might play something we've never played live because yeah. we do have quite we we have quite a few of those. We have a lot of songs that we've not played live. Right, and and that's also too because you do you do take the time and be meticulous to how you want to perform each year and how like how and where you want to go. You don't just jump on anything. No, we turn down more bills than we play. And it kind of makes, it makes me like, I worry sometimes that I come off like a fucking dick for doing it. But like, I like, I it's, we are all so damn busy. Like, um, like I have my day job that I work 50 something hours a week at. Along with that, I'm running the studio down here, so I'm working on our music, I'm working on other people's music, I'm writing new stuff. Uh, I mean, I help out my father-in-law with his YouTube channel every now and then. Um, right. Because my father-in-law has a YouTube channel where he works on old Toyota trucks. Um, Jacob, our drummer, he just really likes his alone time a lot. He values his time to himself quite a bit. He, uh, all, he works a factory job quite a lot. And uh, Corwin, the other guitar player... He just works constantly. Right. Um, he is a he's a video editor and he does filming and he also just does actual forge work uh, for the. Uh, I'm not sure if I should even say the channel. Uh, Path of Fire is the YouTube channel, okay. and uh, she just passed 400,000 subscribers. So he works for her. <laughs> wow, that's awesome, and man! He, he works a lot, and I, I admire the shit out of him for what he does. Dude, that is awesome because hey, like he spend he spends eight hours a day on a bench grinder. Wow. Sometimes, yeah. And if he's not holding a camera, he's on a bench grinder and he's doing actual, he's actually doing actual forge work. Nice. And see, that's that's the thing too is like I would love to get into that stuff like on an actual level, but like having mm -hmm. the space, the workspace to do that yeah. is not feasible for a lot of people. But, like, yeah, all these time commitments, uh, that's why we end up having to turn down more shows than I'd personally like to. But you really can't say yes to everything. And, and it's, I, I'm, I'm very, I feel very privileged to be in a position like that with a band where we don't feel the need to take everything that's offered to us. But at the same time, like, I don't like making, feel, making people feel bad or, like, whatever. Right. <laughs> like, and I think that's and a I, Midwest. I almost never too. say flat out no. 
I'm always just like, could we could we try something like three or four months from now or yes. like further out or next year even? Like we got offered a fest appearance that we straight up we wanted to do. There was no fucking way in hell that we could have like made it through our other obligations, then hopped on a flight and then gone over because it was supposed to be in LA and we had to turn that down. But it wasn't just straight up no, it was can we try for next year? Because it does take a lot of planning, of course. And you can't yep. just say, okay, hey, we're going to do this in two weeks. What? No, yep. you can't do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And we're all adults. I mean, two of us are fucking homeowners. So I mean, it's just it, it's just a constant. You got to you have priorities. <laughs> right. And and again, you know, and I think that's another like a Midwesternism thing that we were talking about a minute ago was, you know, feeling like you're coming off as a dick, turning something down. Oh, I worry about it constantly. Yeah, and and I and I do as well. And and I think a lot of us feel that way with, you know, even if it's just turning down plans with people sometimes. Yeah. You know, it's like, "Oh man, did I come off like a dick?" <laughs> I I think that's a thing here. Yes. So, what else are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? I mean, the rest of the year is going to be more or less devoted to finishing the album. We do have a show coming up um, in November with uh, More in the Light, who you guys uh, have yeah. that four-way split with. We're playing with More in the Light in Cleveland. I'm wow. pretty much looking forward to that. I haven't seen Dwayne since Stormbringer. Definitely. That's rad because... <sighs> I mean, they do so much as well with with yeah. organizing that four way split, and just even you know the ties in with Stormbringer and everything. Dwayne and Kyle basically doing like drum teching and backlining for and stage managing for Stormbringer was yeah. a huge boost. Absolutely, and that's my uh, that's one of my hopefuls for next year for uh, Overload actually. Yeah. So. Because we are hoping to plan a uh, a, a nice run in mid July next year, mm-hmm. which will be fun. Because yeah, absolutely, you know, doing the thing taking like eleven days that's a yeah that's a lot. But dude, we we couldn't we couldn't manage that. We had to just drive straight out and play and drive straight back. It was just again all those obligations yeah. piled up. Yeah, absolutely, and you know, and that, that's a thing. But I want to go ahead and switch over here. You know, the, it's sure. the it's the random questions. Uh, it's it's called derailed. There are five random questions, and I, see, I I, uh, I I did this, and I wasn't even thinking. So we're gonna ask some random questions and see what what you're doing because these okay. are different from the last time that you were here. Okay. Does your name have a special meaning behind it? So, my the band name or my name? Yours personally. My personal name. So, my first name is actually because my mom was really inspired by the story of Preston Thomas Tucker, who designed the Tucker Torpedo, which was a car that was very short-lived. I think there were 48 of them made. There's actually a really good movie starring Jeff Bridges called Tucker, A Man in His Dream. Yes. It's he he is more it was I think it was the first commercially available car with seatbelts. But he was just a really visionary engineer that was kind of trying to turn the audio industry on its head and uh got 
strong-armed out of it by the big three auto manufacturers out of Detroit. It's a very cool story. Um, it is. I would I've seen that film. It I like it. If you're into history, yeah. Uh, what is one thing that, if you never got to experience it, would piss you off that you want to do? Uh, as far as band stuff, I mean, I'd really like to to play Keep It True. I think the idea of playing in a, a community center gym... <laughs> the, the vibes are there. It's wood paneled as fuck, <laughs> right? Uh, but the stage presence is great. Yeah, it's the, incredible. The presentation's they, really Oliver. Like Oliver, keeping that fest going as, especially as long as I have, keeping festivals going is fucking hard work, man. Absolutely. And, I, like, and I'm just and now I, getting no into. No doubt it. that it, there's been points where I'm sure that Oliver has thought about quitting. Um, as for me personally, I mean, I, I'd really just like to travel more like in america and also in other countries i'd really like to take the wife and go to japan at some point right and you know i'm gonna do this because shout outs to Corey parks who is out there now yeah sea parks yeah yeah oh he, he's posting i'm watching him on the on the facebooks and i'm like dude it's fucking mount fuji yep. <laughs> and it's like mm-hmm. this indiana dude is there right now yeah and it's so cool so, uh, what is one vintage item that you absolutely love? Uh, my monster manual. Nice. Yeah, this was my monster manual that was my uh, my cousin's. Yeah, has his name. Doug Biggs, Christmas 83. Wow. Yeah, and I will never, ever, 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 ever part with it. <laughs> absolutely. So... Um, is that does that book predate you? Or? Oh yeah, I was I wasn't born until 1991. Oh wow, yeah, yeah. Christmas '83, 1991. Holy <laughs> shit! I uh, you know that's one thing that I never I I didn't know that about you. I didn't know you were you know you were born in the '90s. That's cool. Yep. Because I'm 32. <laughs> wow. Because you seem like I don't know. You carry yourself as like an older person, and it's. It's pretty cool. I, whatever it's that funny, means, like, I know what you all mean. All the old guys at my bar job, my bar gig that I work at, think I'm like 25. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, they, they, yeah, they think I'm way younger than so, I am. So yeah, that book uh, when he got that in '83, I was uh, about eight months old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. Uh, he would he in '83. I, I think he would have been like. 12 or 13. So, yeah, the Stranger Things generation is definitely him. Yeah. For sure. 100%. I I think I saved them somewhere. They're not in the book anymore. But I actually had, like, character sheets that he and his friends made when they were in, like, middle school. Oh, wow. I think I probably have them, like, in a box somewhere. That's cool. See, I still have a lot of my old character sheets, and I haven't played in years. On D&D really fast. And we're going to tangent this. And it's... uh, what is uh, your uh, preferred go-to? Do you like all of them? Do you repeat play any? Do you exclusively play like 3.5? So I started on 3.5. Um, I own books from, these are from first generation. Mm-hmm. Um, I own those books since I was like, a little kid but i uh i started playing in 3.5 and i really liked 3.5 um four was weird i think four was wizards trying to kind of cope with world of warcraft becoming a thing right in whatever way that they felt like they needed to 
I, I like five. I think that five is a good place to start. But honestly, anymore, I don't even play like traditional Wizards of the Coasts uh, or like TSR uh, settings. Um, I really like Dungeon Crawl Classics from Goodman Games. It's kind of a riff on first edition mm-hmm. with some second edition elements thrown in there uh, with kind of an emphasis on critical thinking. Uh, I like old school essentials a lot. It's a more like streamlined take on basic expert D&D instead of advanced D&D. Right. Um, what I would really like to do is be able to introduce tabletop gaming to another generation because I don't have kids of my own. So my thought of giving back is like setting up a quick play, like mini campaign for like old school essentials because it's basic expert D&D. It's pretty quick to get started and going. Right. And have that set up like once a week at the library or something like that. And I just DM it. <clears throat> That's the idea I've had for a little bit here. I really like that. Um, there's a Swedish system called Morkborg which is like super grim dark fantasy setting um it's like straight up like every everything is diseased the world is dying it's like dark souls 3 in a tabletop it's very cool um before my last gaming group kind of not disintegrated i i'd like to think that we're on a temporary hiatus right because life picked up um before we parted ways we were going to start a morkborg campaign and i was really looking forward to it but then just things just didn't pan out but hopefully someday definitely holy shit man that's awesome uh so i have one more question but before also we- worldwide wrestling worldwide wrestling is another game that i have yet to play it's a tabletop gaming where you are you are a wrestler yes instead of character classes you have the different like archetypal types of wrestlers yeah like face and heel and like yeah um like uh you have face you heal you have uh i can't even remember what all the fucking classes are at this point that's great i you know there was a uh a masters of the universe uh role play also nice and it's just like i think you they it was kind of like a like a choose your own adventure style where they had like the little like the beast man uh, little cardboard yeah. cutout then you had like beast man's card of attributes already made yeah. up kind of thing so i do know that they had that and and i'm a huge masters of the universe fan so mm-hmm. uh so anyways i do have links below so please give a like a share and a follow and go buy merch go see these guys in lafayette come see them at the big goddamn metal show and yep. you know anywhere else they're going to be uh cleveland in november and uh i'm looking th- i'm thinking ahead we're playing uh an after party for adepticon in the uh, chicago area in march with the golf rockers uh the best band in the universe they're uh, warhammer themed nice <laughs> dude that's rad <laughs> uh but yeah, go buy merch. Go uh, support these dudes in any way you can. Uh, Tucker, any shout outs today? Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to Curse Blade. Uh, Curse Blade were the other local band on our bill with Satan last night. 
and they put on a great show. I'm uh, I'm really hoping that I can get to record some material for them soon. Uh, they provided backline for the whole night, so the show could run really, really smoothly. And uh, fucking love those guys. Yes, that is a great thing to do. Shout out to Cursed Blade as well because of hey, you know. I'm not going to be that professional. Everybody's going to throw and go their shit, I guess. So, <laughs> at the big goddamn metal show, it's a, uh, it's how it is. Um, yeah, didn't think that far ahead because <laughs> I know how musicians are. That happens. It does. Uh, so here it is. The last question of the day is. You're standing there. It's the Mean Joe Green moment. You know, you, you've you got the jersey over the shoulder and the kid's standing there. What's the advice you give him? Don't be afraid to come back to something. Because I'm in the band that I should have been, that I wanted to be in when I was 14. But the time just wasn't right. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I agree with that. Because... The bands that form the stuff that you want to do are always the bands that you come back to also. You know, for me, it's Black Sabbath. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if I don't listen to anything that they do for a year or two, but I always go back to it, and it's just like hearing it again and doing it again. So, yeah, man, don't be afraid to go back. It's, uh, it's, don't, yeah, it's okay to look back. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. Tucker, seriously, man, thank you so fucking much for being on the show this week. It has been awesome. I appreciate you, you know, doing the doing the show, uh, doing the uh the ice owl recordings and you know, just being an all all around fucking top notch dude. Being, That's right. <laughs> being a true dude to your to you and the and the metal community and you know driving a fucking sweet Toyota pickup truck. <laughs> I just, uh, as far as the studio goes, man, I just, I want to try to get as help as many people get their tunes out there. Right. I, I really do. I know that having, uh, having a good sounding release is the first step into, you know, maybe getting label attention and maybe getting on more gigs. I mean, I, I just, I want, I want, I want everyone to, to get out there. I want to, <laughs> I want everybody who comes and records down here to spread out and just contaminate everything around them. <laughs> Definitely. I, I, a hundred percent agree with that. And that's great, dude. On our way out today, what do you want to play from throne of iron? Oh, hell. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with the one that seems to go over the best every time we play it. And let's do crypt of blades. All right. You heard him. This is crypt of blades. Yeah.
Get ready for a night of face-melting metal. Friday, November 10th at The Odd in West Asheville. It is the return of the annual Steel and Stone Fest featuring the only performance of the year from the North Carolina power metal legends Twisted Tower Diet. The rest of the lineup includes metal bands from Asheville and surrounding areas. Children of the Reptile, Oblivion Throne, Overload, Temptations Wings, and All Hell. $12 in advance, 15 at the door. First 50 people get a free comp CD. Doors are at 4, the music is at 7. For advanced tickets, go to stealingstonefest.com. Be there. In 2017, one man's vision and passion for all things metal started out as a record store in his house. Years later, the fight against a mainstream empire continues as Shade Beast. An independent metal collective and online store based in Athens, Georgia, is the world's premier heavy metal brand for music heads that value authenticity over the mainstream acceptance. Featuring original t-shirts from some of the best underground artists, as well as stickers, posters from the Shade Beast Presents concert series. Unique, one-of-a-kind collectibles and small curated selection of vinyl and cassettes from the masters old and new. Visit ShadeBeast.com and enter promo code SITHLORD for free domestic shipping on your first order, whether you're a new customer or returning. And be sure to join the Shade Beast social groups on Facebook and the interwebs to keep up with the new release announcements and talk all things metal and Star Wars. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and filth. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day. All with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts. Since 2013, there has been a calling from the underground 
from the graves of all those unholy, and they decided to make a zine to talk about all of this. Soul Grinder Zine, an independent metal zine to keep you informed on all things metal and horror from the underground. Available in both print and digital formats, they're bringing you the best interviews and reviews out there today. Not only do they do the zine, but they also do compilation CDs. Check them out at facebook.com slash soulgrinder.zine and start your subscription now. Hey everybody, let me tell you about the new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Unchained Tapes. They're an independent Pennsylvania tape label. They focus on extreme metal and punk with a killer approach to the tape scene. Visit their web store at unchainedtapes.bigcartel.com now to get your fill of tapes. And for being a Metal Forge listener, enter the code METALFORGE10 at checkout to get a 10% discount on your total purchase. That's unchainedtapes.com bigcartel.com What's up Metal Forge fans? This is Alan Bishop, the alchemist of Indiana's Black Forest and head distiller at Spirits of French Lick. Do you find yourself drawn to the unexplained, fascinated by the Fortean, or enchanted by the paranormal? If the things that go bump in the night resonate in your mind, then tune into my brand new podcast. If you have ghosts, you have everything. Featuring first-hand accounts, collected stories, interviews, history, and speculation related to all things not of this world. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and more. Set back, relax, and remember, if you have ghosts, you have everything. Hey, let me tell you guys about Mercenary Press. They're an independent London label and distributor of all things metal. Mercenary Press delivers the goods from their own independent zine. Trust me, you're going to want to get in on that. To distributing various bands from all over the world, including Cramp from Spain and Sadistic Force from Texas. Visit mercenarypress.bigcartel.com to find out what all they have in stock and what you can order. And for Metal Forge listeners, enter code METALFORGE10 to receive a discount on your total purchase at mercenarypress.bigcartel.com. Check it out now. Hey, Metalheads, it's with great pleasure I get to tell you guys about a new sponsor to the Metal Forge, Ageless Art, New Albany. After 20 years of owning and operating Ageless Art in Clarksville, Indiana, Phil Garrett had a vision for a new type of tattoo studio, something that is clean and modern, sleek, refined, inviting. And he's done just that with Ageless Art in New Albany. You can find it at... 2736 Charlestown Road, New Albany, Indiana, 47150. Business hours are Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 7 p. 
p.m. Sundays are 12 to 6. All sessions are appointment only, so give them a call and go get you some new ink. Or if it's your first time, go get your first one, baby. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana is the premier 12,500 square foot music superstore that has served both Southern Indiana and Louisville, Kentucky metro area for over four decades. Originally founded by Marvin and Beverly Maxwell in the 70s, this gym remains a Maxwell family owned business. Mark Maxwell, along with his business partner, Whitney McNichol, continued the reputation as being the national resource for all things music. In 2022, the iconic Guitar Emporium of Louisville relocated to Maxwell's Music, creating the largest independently owned showroom in the region. The retail offerings at Maxwell's Music includes a huge selection of guitars, basses, amplifiers, effects pedals, modeling amps, keyboards, drums, banjos, mandolins, ukuleles, sound systems, stage lighting equipment, and accessories. The music education program at Maxwell's is second to none. From private instrument and voice lessons to DJ, EDM, recording, songwriting, and music theory, to Rock School, Weekend Warriors, and Maxwell's Music Lab, there is something for every age and every ability level. Down in repair land, guitar and instrument repairs and refurbishment are taken care of by the Maxwell's team of expert guitar technicians and luthiers. They also do appraisals of instruments as well. Maxwell's offers installations for professional audio, visual, and lighting systems for schools, churches, clubs, VFWs, funeral homes, sports fields, and so much more. There's also rentable space at Maxwell's, from the music practice and rehearsal rooms for the individuals and bands, all the way to a meeting space and concert venue that seats up to 120. That also includes a professional audio, visual, and lighting system and a sound booth. Maxwell's has it all. All this plus original functioning 1947 recording booth to make your own record. Go to the Guitar Hero Throne, to the very own Elvis statue, and don't forget the Harmony Green Pocket Park. There's a reason the Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana has been recognized by the National Association of Music Merchants as a number one award-winning best store design, as well as top 100 music store year after year. You gotta see it to believe it. Maxwell's House of Music in Jeffersonville, Indiana. (laughs) 